Hello, hello. Welcome back to The Daily with Emily. Today, this episode's going to look a little bit different because, well, number one, it's a solo episode. I do a lot of guest episodes, which I personally love because I just really enjoy that back and forth, soulful, soulful kind of conversation. But I've been getting this question a lot. And I, you know, I just thought that if some, if I'm getting so many messages with this question, that there's probably a lot of other people who have a similar thought. So I wanted to just come on and address it as a whole. So the question that I've been receiving, you know, I can't even list the amount of times that I get this question. It is, how do you become successful essentially, or can you see success in the beauty industry? Which I think is a really interesting kind of funny question because there is a lot of success in the beauty industry. And the way my initial thought that when I get asked this question is if you're asking me this question, who, you know, my business is in the beauty industry, obviously you would assume that I have some level of success. <laughs> so it's an interesting question because you are coming at it with, worrying that there's not going to be success in whatever the specific industry, the beauty industry is something we're going to be discussing specifically today. This can be a generalized term as well. But you obviously believe that me or somebody else has a level of of success around this as well. So this one really, really sparked my my interest. And I'm going to just share a little bit of the backstory around it um, as we dive into this episode. And I start addressing some notes on this. So Um, I had this girl reach out to me um, specifically and she said, you know, I used to be in the beauty industry. I ended up leaving the industry for healthcare because I just really felt like, I don't know if the word she was using was ashamed or if she felt like she was getting some bad backlash from being in the beauty industry. She felt like, you know, essentially what I got from her messages was that she felt like there wasn't, there's a certain level of like standard behind you know, being a beauty business owner, professional, which is really interesting because it's never really been something that I have dealt with any issues with that. Um, I know my sister personally has, she does nails and she did have somebody comment once about how, you know, oh, oh my God, I'm so shocked you bought a house. Like, oh, how, like basically how could you afford to do that? And she's like, well, I actually make pretty decent money. There is a little bit of a stigma behind it that just doesn't really cross my mind on the day-to-day basis. So through this, I kind of had a couple of thoughts pop up to me in these conversations that I was having, and let's just go through them. I think the first point that is really important here is that you can basically see success within anything if you really, really put a lot of effort into it and you are in the right place mindset doing all of the things there. You know, if you stick with it long enough there will be some level of success. But what I think that comes into play here that is a major issue is we see a lot of people, and I've been here before. So if you're sitting here and you're like, oh God, you're talking about me and maybe you're feeling triggered by it, I get it. And I understand that there's so many things that that come into play when choosing a career path, doing, you know, making decisions in our life in general. It can be really, really difficult. And I just want to say like, I understand that. I've been there. I get it. It's still something I struggle with. But there's going to be, you know, I I mean, not two different type of people, but let's just generalize it to that. So say you have two different type of people. And the first being somebody's like, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to, you know, quit the healthcare job. 
or whatever. And I'm going to just go full swing into the beauty industry and I'm going to like make this work, right? I'm, it's no, failure, failure is not an option. I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to market. I'm going to take the programs that are necessary for me to be successful because there's a lot that comes into that as well. Um, you know, you're not just typically going to be able to take one last training um, to learn classic or volume or whatever it is that you're learning and then be moving on and be, you're going to see like great success from it. I just don't think that that's necessarily accurate or common. <laughs> I'm sure like maybe that could happen for, you know, a couple of people. Back in the day, things were different. I had a very successful lashing career for four years of my business. But now we aren't seeing that as much. Now you really need to not only want, number one, be really good at what you do, which is something that I've talked about on this podcast before, content that I've, you know, shared. Um, it's a lot harder because yeah, your skill set needs to be good, but then you also need to have some level of marketing selling expertise, right? And I also don't want to say this to deter you, right? Like you might have absolutely no knowledge and it can feel really overwhelming. So what my advice would be for that, just a little chime in here. So take your, you know, the first step would be to take the training, right? Take the actual physical lash training. Okay. And then start working on that skill set, you know, getting in the clients. It's again, you guys, like I'm talking lashes here, but this can be used for anything. Really. You want to basically get your essential skill set down to some level. And then what you're going to do is you're going to go and you're going to go and invest into some sort of a business training. Um, it doesn't need to be super expensive. It can be kind of generalized. There's also a lot of free trainings, but I would recommend finding somebody that you like that is above, I don't want to say above you, but like further along in their career than you and learn from them. Educate. That's another thing I always advise, like learn from people who you, you would like to be like. There's also going to be the type of person that, you know, might think, okay, I'm going to jump into this because whatever the reason, it might be good money. It might be easy. Um, I can work from home, like whatever your reasoning for jumping into the industry. I also want to say like, I come from a place where I, you know, being in the beauty industry, it just checked off a lot of boxes for me. And that's why I jumped in. But with that being said, everything that I do, everything that I jump into, I do put 110% effort in and I do not quit something until I absolutely seem fit. Like I'm like, this is just no longer serving me. I'm also very strategic with the choices that I make. So in this example, if somebody were to tell me, Hey, you know, you, you aren't successful being in the beauty industry. Isn't like a good career. You're not gonna be able to make a lot of money that wouldn't have deterred me. Um, especially when you're listening to somebody, you know, say you're talking to somebody who's a, I don't know, a dentist and they're like, you know, that's not a really good career path. Maybe lashes, nails, eyebrows, like whatever in the beauty industry aesthetics. Um, if they're, if they're commenting on that, how can a dentist know what type of money can be made as a beauty professional? You're not speaking to somebody in the same industry. You're better off asking people who are, who have been successful in the industry, ask them, Hey, like what amount of money do you make? What's what, how many hours do you work a week? How many hours do you work a day? Do you receive tips? Like ask those people who you would be like, quote unquote, shadowing. That's going to be more eye-opening than listening to somebody who's in a completely different career field, because how can you speak on 
whether a job or a career is going to be good financially, what type of hours that there's going to, that you would be working. Um, it really just goes on so many levels. So always speak to people who are actually in the industry too, and that you trust to receive that really good advice from instead of being that person who's easily deterred as well, right? Like if something makes sense for you and you're going to listen to every single person's idea, input, advice, then you're never going to really be able to figure out what's truly authentically like what you actually want. Also a really, really big important piece to this is that when you start something new, especially some sort of a business, you're not just getting hired in a space, you might not see traction right off the bat. And this goes again, it goes into every single industry. I have taken so many coaching programs. I've lived this myself in my own actual reality of launching programs, um, educating in-person lash trainings, you know, whatever lash clients, there are times where you're like, I feel like I'm doing everything right, but it's just like, it's not, the clients aren't coming yet. I've listened to so many coaches in my programs that I've taken talk about that. I thought, oh my God, I had the best program. I launched it and I didn't have a single person purchase. Doing anything, selling a lash service, creating a product for sale, literally anything. It takes time for your people around you, your potential clients to actually trust that you're able, we say the word trust a lot in the industry, and it's not about trusting you as a person. Yes, that's a piece, but a bigger piece is that they, are they trusting of you that you're going to be able to get them from square one or point A to point B. So if the goal is to have, you know, healthy lashes that aren't going to ruin their natural lashes, do they trust that you're going to be able to provide that service for them? And it might take them a while until they fully trust you to then decide, okay, yes, I trust Sarah to create the best lashes for me. And I'm then going to go and purchase from her. So if you don't notice that traction right off the bat, that's okay. And that's actually pretty normal. Okay. So I actually just went off on a complete tangent, but the second type of person that we're typically going to see is somebody who has interest in something, but all of the outside noise, internal noise, all of those struggles, this, this person is going to be very easily deterred and they're never ever going to feel satisfied because they're not actually doing things for themselves. So this is just like leading into the entire portion of this podcast episode with that second person, giving some advice for that second person to, that second type of person to be able to push themselves, work past those, you know, limiting beliefs and things so that they are able to actually go choose something, stick with it, and then, you know, get an outcome. Because back to these two people, typically person number two, they're typically going to say, like, say the exact same scenario is happening for both of these people. So say the scenario is they launch a program, uh, an educator's program, and they're like, oh my God, no one signs up. Okay. In both of these scenarios, both of these people. So person number one typically would be like, okay, no one signed up for this one. What can I do better for next time? What can I, can I market better? Can I market before? Can I reach out to, you know, other people who were interested in the program but didn't end up eventually buying? Can I reach out to these people and ask them like, hey, what, what was the determining factor that made you not want to purchase? 
what can you do to make a better product where people want to buy? Like, is your messaging there? Like, you're really just going to, you're not looking at it as a failure. Yes, you might feel like it's a failure, but you're like, okay, what can I do? Because I know that this, that I have good value to share. And what can I do to make this successful? Was my mindset good? Um, can I do some more like mindset and manifestation around this? Um, did I believe that no one was going to buy, right? Like really, really going in and figuring that out. As for person number two, is going to be like, okay, well, shit, no one bought for me. And, you know, maybe this isn't working for me. And, you know, <laughs> that sucks. And I'll, I guess I'll just figure something else out. So the difference between these two people is basically like, and every single person has the capability to be one of these two people. I've been there before. As I say, this is actually um, comes from a story of my own where I did educate in person for some time. I had courses that no one bought from. And I had this, this piece of me where I felt every single time I wanted to launch a program, I thought to myself, oh, well, why would somebody want to buy from me? There's other educators out there. Or like somebody had, I remember a girl a long time ago, she had reached out to me and she wanted to take one of my programs. Uh, she was asking me some questions. It was between me and another educator in the area. And she ended up going with the other educator and the other educator, it was a, um, a more expensive program. The educator wasn't lashing as long as me. And this girl went with this other educator. So I was like, oh my God, like, why did she not want to buy from me? Like, it, it really kind of was like a slap in the face in the sense where like, it was totally fine. I do really strongly believe that people make choices for a reason. Um, but at the time back then I was kind of like, well, you know, what, what was wrong with me that I didn't get that, that sell or somebody didn't want to, you know, work with me. So that this little story between person A and person B, person one, person two, that it really, it really is a personalized thing for me because I've been both of these people, right? I've been the person who was like, well, I guess that's not working for me. I'm going to pivot to something else. I've also been the person where I've been like, you know what? No, like I want this. Sometimes it takes a while to, you know, get the, get myself out there, which is what I just said. It's also totally normal when you, when you launch something or you start a new service or whatever, and you don't get traction right away, right? Like totally normal and happens to everybody. But yeah, as we jump into the episode, just as we go further along in the episode, you're definitely going to start seeing you know, what, where you're coming from. And maybe you'll understand, am I person A or am I more like person B? Okay. Now one of my, probably one of my favorite pieces of advice is that you need to actually go ahead and try things and you can jump around when needed. But I think that a conflict that we see a lot of the time is people are like just dodging into so many different things and they're not giving things a solid try. So this like kind of goes into the, the thing I just talked about, right? Where this also can go into this as well. Cause like, so uh, number one, on one hand, I'm telling you to try different things. But with that being said, you don't want to be trying too many different things without like actually giving them, you know, the solid effort or the solid try um, for them to actually work out. What I mean more so by trying a variety of different things is for example, like once you're in like a career, so let's speak to lashing. So I'm in a, I'm a lash artist and there's a lot of different avenues that you can go down with being a lash artist. Um, I've been lashing for almost 10 years, so I've done my due diligence, right? Like you don't need to be doing in the industry that long, but I did learn those foundational steps of how to, you know, apply good lashes. And then I became an educator and then I 
became, you know, able to do online coaching programs and online um, business programs for, you know, other lash artists, right? Other beauty professionals. So I really grew into that. But the things that people don't see behind the scenes is I went actually off track and I did, I took a coaching program um, for health coaching uh, that took me, I don't even know, maybe like six months. And then I went and did another program, another business program for business coaching. And now I've, once I did both of those things, both of those things, I wasn't really gaining a lot of traction with them. As much as I partially enjoyed them, they were just kind of like a stepping stone for me, right? I'm not upset that I did them. I spent the money. I spent the time. That was probably about a year's worth of my time to do both. And they were really, really beneficial. And I really did enjoy them. Um, even though I can look back and say like, oh, I probably wasted, you know, $4,000 on that or $7,000 on that, which you know, in the grand scheme of things, like, you know, it's over $10,000. Um, but they really did, it did help me grow into what I'm doing today. So you really will have to kind of work through things and you'll have to, you know, you genuinely like the whole point of this, you have to try things to see what you like, what you don't like, good experiences, bad experiences. There's no really such thing, I guess, as a bad experience. I used to not understand this because I was like, yeah, there is such thing as a bad experience. Okay. Yes, in some scenarios, but really you have to look at everything as just like a non-judgmental lens. I say this like I swear to God on every single podcast episode, you genuinely have to just observe your life and just be like, okay, like stop worrying about the money. I know money is something that a lot of us stress about. Are we going to get the results? Is it going to be, you know, a good program to invest in or whatever? Or should I try this? Should I, you know, say your goal is to bring in a product line? You have to try products. <laughs> You can't just, you know, hope that the product situation is going to come to you. You actually have to put yourself out there into a situation where you're going to be able to find a product that you want to sell, right? I think that the problem that we see a lot of the time is that people are just kind of sitting there and they think that they're taking action because they're asking questions and they're looking into a lot of different things, but they actually never take that like leap there, take the jump of faith um, to just try something new and just stick with it. And here's the thing, unless you're just like sitting there, you know, how, how often have you sat there before? If you're listening to this, maybe you've been like, you know, maybe I want to become a lash artist, but I don't know. It didn't work the first time or, oh, I don't know if it's going to be worth it or whatever the case, or maybe you're a lash artist and you're like, oh, I kind of want to take a brow course, but like, um, my brow, my, my business isn't doing as good as what I want right now, or actually on the rules reverse. I think a lot of people will, um, want to add services to their business because they're worried. Like they're like, oh, this will make me busier where that's not necessarily true. It's like, I heard this analogy a while ago. It's like throwing glitter on shit, right? Like it's like, okay, if you, maybe you need to focus on the shit, <laughs> aka being your lash business, um, instead of just like throwing more stuff onto it to try to make that better, why don't you just get really good at that foundation um, and then be, so that you're able to have a better business. Um, maybe you can turn that shit. <laughs> I love that analogy, that shit into something better. But also with that being said as well, if you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I really just like have this interest in adding permanent makeup to my services. And I really, I really like think I have an interest in that. I'd like to try that. That's when you would go and be like, okay, that's maybe a step that I'd like to take in my business to create a more sustained, you know, amazing business. As for, I think when we're doing everything from like, oh, like it's not working, it's not working, it's not working. Like, what can I do to make this work? 
I, I, again, like it's a point I have here written down as well is just honestly paying attention to your thoughts. That's probably like the biggest takeaway that I could give you today. So, um, for success, that's obviously the whole purpose of this episode. You really need to to do some check-ins and it's really funny. So I actually would recommend, um, just doing some inner work. There's a lot of things you can do. I actually have a program that's going to be coming out. It's called money machine. It is at the point of this recording. You guys, I like, I have my outline and everything planned for that. So it's not like a full existing course. I don't have a launch date on it yet. Exactly. But I'm just going to be going into working through our limiting beliefs, like doing all of that really, really intense work that we need to do that's going to bring up the thoughts that you're feeling or that are manifesting in your world so that you're able to be more strategic and number one, pay attention to what, what thoughts are going on, but then also number two, being strategic to be like, okay, I want to no longer have this thought, this limiting belief. I want to be more secure in my thought patterns and then figuring out like, okay, how are we going to rewire that and fix that? I think that if I'm just being honest and like I, if you're listening to this and this triggers you, like that's okay. Um, do with it as you please. But I think that what I see a lot of the time from people who message me these type of questions, how do you become successful or, you know, anything in the business, all of these types of things. My biggest, honestly, my biggest takeaway for you guys is stop jumping around so much, like in a, in a harsh way, you guys, like you guys are the people who message every six months. Oh, I'm thinking about this, but you're never following through. So you have to learn to start to follow through. So being strategic in your mind and with me saying this to you, if you're listening to this and if you have either done this to me or you've done this to somebody else and these things keep popping up in your mind, you have these small little like bursts of energy where you're like, oh, I'm really interested in this topic. I might want to, you know, do that for a career. I might want to start implementing that in my life or whatever it is. Pay attention to that. Do you go hard for the first week and then it dies off? Start focusing on why that is, doing that inner work. Like, where is that feeling coming from? Were you told that you're not able to be successful? Do you have a low, like low self-esteem, low confidence that that's coming up for you? That you're like, you personally don't believe that you're going to be able to see success. Maybe you're not really sure on what you want and you're looking at what everyone else is doing that's successful. You know, you guys, like there's so many things in the world that I could be doing, I could throw myself into, you know, I'm a lash artist right now. I have an online business. Um, I'm sure that if I saw somebody else, actually a good example, one of my friends, she's a nurse. Um, she's becoming a nurse practitioner. That's an amazing, really good career. Um, I could look at her and be like, oh, well, she's going to be a nurse practitioner. That's a really good, good career. Like she's, you know, can prescribe and treat people. Um, I could be like, you know, maybe I want to do that. And then I could go down that path. Or something else pops into your mind, like maybe I want to start, <laughs> this happened to me actually the other day on TikTok, I saw these people doing these beautiful flips, furniture flips, and not even about the money, but just something to fill your time. It looked kind of fun, blah, 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 blah. So me then being like, oh, well, now I want to start flipping furniture, <laughs> which, okay, like these are, as you can see, like being in the lash industry, becoming a nurse practitioner, flipping furniture, those are all really, really different career paths where it's like, okay, you're just, there's just too many avenues. Um, so if you're that person, what I would recommend doing that inner work to really just sit with yourself, like, what do you want? So some questions to ask yourself, if you could have anything that you want, 
in this moment right now that it it applies to you. It doesn't matter like if whoever is listening to this, whoever is in your life that tells you, hey, you should want the BMW or you should want, oh, I'm so surprised you, you don't want a Jeep or whatever it is, right? Like what do you want? If you could rub it, the genie, whatever, and a genie pops out, pops out and he says, you can have anything that you want in this world. Literally go and write this down on a pen and paper and figure out what comes to mind. If you were granted three wishes, what would they be? Think about those things that are coming up for you. And through this type of work, you're going to start to understand or see things in a different light. Because for me, for an example, my dream life is bougie. I'm kind of, a, I kind of like that stuff, but I'm also very much a simple person. So I could see somebody, you know, living on the high rise in New York city and, you know, have the, the penthouse and all these crazy things. That's not the life that I want. I know that that's not the life that I want. I definitely feel more, more drawn to the, you know, the, the house, like the, the suburban type lifestyle or like live on an acreage, um, something really peaceful and quiet. That's the life that I feel more drawn to. So with that, I know that I want to live a more relaxed, more relaxed life. Then it goes into, okay, how do I picture my day-to-day -day life looking? Okay. So I know that my perfect day, that's another question you could ask yourself. What is your perfect day? Okay. My perfect day would be to get up. I, I love to work. Okay. So I want to get up. I want to lay in bed, have my moment. I love to just like, hang out on my phone in, in the morning. Some people might say, don't do that. Whatever, whatever. For me, I enjoy it. I like to wake up. It actually makes me feel motivated to wake up, check my social medias, reply to emails, whatever I need to do that is work orientated. I actually <laughs> love working from my bed. So that's what I would do. I would get up and I would do my emails. I'd go down to the, to the kitchen and have some sort of a drink, a coffee, a tea, a smoothie, something like that. Um, I would have my breakfast and then I probably would go out onto my deck or down by the pool and I would just hang out for a little bit, just like read a book, you know, do some more work on my computer if I wanted to, like my social media stuff, create a post, something like that. And then I would go have lunch with some friends because I, I want to be a lunch, a luncheon lady or whatever. <laughs> so I want to go have lunch with my friends. I would come back. I probably would do a swim in the pool. Um, I would actually love to have horses. It's so funny. I used to own a horse when I was like 14 and we sold them. I owned, I owned this horse from probably like I was 10 till 14 or 15. We ended up selling him. I haven't had a horse since. I don't even think I've been on a horse since, but I would love to own horses again. So maybe do something like that, go on a horseback ride. And then I probably would just come back, hang out, have dinner. And then I would go on a walk or exercise. Obviously I would have a gym in my house clearly. <laughs> and that's my day. So there's some work scattered in between becoming aware of what what I want to, or not what I want to do for work, but how work looks like for me. Um, so I would 
I feel really aligned with the coaching programs. It just at this point in this recording, um, I've come to learn that. So I have how I utilize coaching programs is I have all my pre-recorded content for my courses. And then there are live components um, where the students are coming in and they we do a, a Zoom call or messaging back and forth. Um, because that's important to me. I don't I don't like the pure form of passive income. It just doesn't feel as enjoyable to me. I just love checking in with my students and being like, what's going on? Tell me about everything. Um, so for me, that would look like having one or two coaching calls with my students a week in different different programs because it just a work makes me feel very validated. And I personally love that. So being able to have work in my life where I'm not like slaving or on a specific time schedule for work, that that's what I that's what's ideal for me. But I've done this and I can picture this and I can see the life that I want and how the goals that I want through my work that I can move towards um, because I've done that work to understand how I want my life to look. If, I think that's a big thing. A lot of us are just like seeing what everyone else is doing, number one, but then also number two, just being like, like we're just so not clear of the things that actually would bring us happiness or joy. Like that's, that's actually it. Like sit there and be like, what would my dream day look like? If you're somebody who's like, my dream day includes like traveling to Hawaii and being in Hawaii, then you know that maybe you want something that has either one, a very um, flexible schedule to travel, or you're somebody who wants to be making completely passive income so that you can really work anywhere as long as you have your computer, right? Like those little things that are going to, that you're going to be able to pick up on when you're looking at your dream life are going to really help you determine what outcome you want for your career. Another thing I want to talk on right now, and I briefly touched on it is money. I think a lot of the time we get so nervous about purchasing things. I still get really nervous about purchasing a level of, of an investment, whether that, or an investment or something for fun, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't have to be like a, an important purchase. Um, but if it's a larger sum of money, I still get nervous and I really, really need to, you know, think about, is this worth it for me? But what I will say when it comes to your business, okay? So if you're looking at, you know, you want to become a lash artist, you want to become a coach of some sort, you want to take the business program, whatever it is, it might feel really scary to put your money into things. And I get that. I've been there. I've done that. You have to look at investing in your business completely different than how you would invest in other aspects of your life. So let me just give you an example. Say you invest in something um, also, with that being said, like not a scam, right? Like we want to be investing in things that, you know, have good value. <laughs> You're going to get something out of it. But say you do a program, um, you invest your money into a program, and maybe you don't get everything out of it that you had hoped, okay? Um, you're still going to take something away from that. As for, we're renovating our kitchen right now, so I'll, I'll touch on this. Um, so my my house and the situation that I'm in right now, my, my kitchen is, I came from basically like my kitchen is non-functional almost, okay, essentially. Um, so we're doing a complete remodel in the kitchen. But say you're somebody who already has you know, a pretty, really nice kitchen, but then you're like, oh, I just like, don't really love like the layout. So you just like completely got the kitchen. You go and spend like, let's say 40 grand on this huge new kitchen just to make it look more appealing to you. So say you're like, it's just to meet your style. Right. And like, that's great. There's, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, 
but doing that renovation on your already like modern, beautiful kitchen, um, isn't necessarily going to be beneficial financially. Okay. Um, say, you know, like the realtor comes in, it's like still appraised for the same amount of money. So you invested that, you know, $40,000 on that kitchen just, just to, so you like it more. And like, that's an important piece of life. You know, you want to be enjoying what you're living in and you know, that's awesome. But when it comes to with your business, if you're investing in the programs, like the sales programs, the marketing, um, the last trainings, the, the programs, like whatever, whatever it is you want to, what you want to learn, you're going to take something away from that. There's going to be value in it basically no matter what. Whether or not it's good value or bad value or indifferent, you're going to learn something that's going to help you grow in your business. And I think that I, if you could take one thing away from this entire episode, it would be to just get really comfortable investing in your business and trusting the process as you grow. There's something to be said for the growth process. I think that so often we expect these really, really big results where growth is literally a journey. Like you're not going to have everything figured out from square one. It takes years and years and years and we are forever growing and learning. So the sooner that you know that and you learn that, the sooner and more success that you're going to have throughout your life and through your business. So you guys, if you are ready to have more success in your business, step one, choose a field. Okay. I don't care what the field is. Choose a field that you're interested in. Stick with it. And then use your drive, your courage, your inspiration, inspiration from others, whatever to then build on in that career field and you can make it whatever you want to make it. Also, I want to say at the end of this episode, because we're talking about success, success comes in so many different forms. Success to me might look completely different to somebody else's success. And that is totally okay. And I think that as soon as we can become really aware of that, the sooner and easier things are going to get. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening today, you guys. Make sure to go ahead and like, tell a friend about the podcast. We're growing. I love seeing all of the amazing posts and tag that I receive on social media. If you guys are watching this, throw it on your story on Instagram. Tell people that you're watching. It would mean so, so, so much to me. And I really hope that you guys enjoy the rest of your week.